Hello, and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, and an Oakland native. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's story, and Happy New Year! May this year be less bad than the last one. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. Today, in 1863, President Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. The issuing of this document was meant to free all the slaves in the Confederate South. The specific wording of the proclamation ended that all enslaved people, quote, shall be then, thenceforth, and forever free. Technically, Lincoln had issued the proclamation a few months earlier, in September, and January 1st was the day that it would go into effect with his signature. Though the Emancipation Proclamation was an important step in the right direction, it didn't technically free every enslaved person in the United States. The document only applied to states in the Confederacy, not the border states, Delaware, Maryland, Kentucky, and Missouri. And it didn't have any provisions of enforcement. However, it did put the nation in the right direction and represented a change in the goals of the Civil War. The document was perhaps most notable, as it represented Lincoln's changing governmental approach to slavery. The proclamation also changed the focus of the Civil War, from defending the Union to ending slavery. Personally, Lincoln had always hated slavery and considered it immoral, but constitutionally, he thought that the federal government didn't have the power to ban slavery in states where it was already legal. He did believe that the government should create new states where slavery was illegal, but he thought that the Constitution didn't provide the federal government the power to interfere in states' rights that were already established. Much like presidents today, he didn't want to step on the toes of the conservative leaders of the South. So when he became president, he made sure to state that he had no intention of interfering in Southern states' choices about slavery. His attitude of non-interference didn't stop the Southern states from attempting secession and the beginning of the Civil War, though. In the beginning of the Civil War, Lincoln maintained his position that the war was about preserving the United States as a, well, group of united states, and not about ending slavery. Many states in the North weren't even in support of the abolition of slavery yet, so Lincoln had a long road ahead of him in convincing the nation that the horrible practices of slavery should be abolished entirely. During the early years of the Civil War, Lincoln pushed for emancipation, but was largely unsuccessful due again to states' rights issues and individuals who just didn't agree with him. When he was trying to push emancipation in the border states, he was met with little support. Abolitionists pushed him to work harder for emancipation, but Lincoln maintained that he needed to keep the Union, well, unified. He fell prey to the perils of trying to placate the right, but instead failing to make progress. Despite the slowness of this back-and-forth process, Lincoln's cabinet was working on the document that would become the Emancipation Proclamation. Lincoln had written a draft in July, and his advisors and cabinet spent a long time arguing over it and tinkering with it. William H. Seward, who was serving as Lincoln's Secretary of State, remember him, advised Lincoln to wait until a major Union battlefield victory to announce, and Lincoln agreed. When the Union troops won the Battle of Antietam, Lincoln took this as a sign— he took the Emancipation Proclamation public several days later and called on all Confederate states to join the Union by January 1st or lose all of their slaves. He signed the proclamation on January 1st. While it was a noble and a great idea in theory, in practice it didn't do very much to free the enslaved people of the United States. 
Symbolically, it was important for the nation in terms of formally announcing that ending slavery was a goal of the Civil War for the North. It also had international applications. Britain and France had been considering supporting the Confederacy to expand their power, but stopped considering it after the Emancipation Proclamation because they were both opposed to slavery. The Emancipation Proclamation also let Black Americans serve in the army for the first time. Almost 200,000 would enlist before the end of the war. Even though the Emancipation Proclamation didn't immediately free the slaves like it said it would, it did put America on the path towards abolishing slavery. Lincoln and his staff soon began working on a constitutional amendment that would officially abolish slavery when the war was over. Two years later, in January 1865, both parts of Congress had passed this amendment, the 13th. Lincoln called his efforts towards emancipation the greatest accomplishments of his life. We still have a long way to go in terms of addressing the injustices that Black Americans face within our country. Between things like mass incarceration, the school-to-prison pipeline, the fact that our whole government is still deeply rooted in its origins of white supremacy, there's so much work that we have to do to continue the conversation of how we can progress the rights of every person in this country. And now for today's music fact. Today, in 1959, Johnny Cash played his first prison concert at San Quentin, a maximum security prison near San Francisco. One of the inmates was Merle Haggard, who was serving time for burglary. The Cash concert was life-changing for Haggard. It inspired him to become a country musician in his own right, and of course, he went on to be almost as famous as Cash himself. Haggard praised Johnny Cash's anti-authority attitude and his sense of community with the prisoners. And now for today's final segment, I'll be going back into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a January 1st in my life. Doesn't look like I have many exciting memories from January 1st. I have a... I took a screenshot of Jimin from BTS on January 1st, 2017. Um, That's what I was doing. Let's hope I do more exciting things in the future. (laughs) Thanks for going back in time with me. And remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Come back tomorrow for more stories from yesterday. And Happy New Year! It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.